Hello and welcome to Teachers Podcast Series, The Research Files. I'm Jo Erb. This month, I'm with Rukmini Banerjee, Director of the ASER Centre in India, the research and assessment arm of non-government education organisation Pratham. For 10 years, she's led the annual Status of Education Report study, which monitors schooling and learning across the country. In July, she'll become the new CEO of the Pratham Education Foundation. Dr. Rukmini Banerjee joins me now from Delhi. Welcome to the Research Files. Hi. Um, as I mentioned in the intro there, you've been leading the annual Status of Education report study since 2005, I think it is. Can you give our listeners an overview of the scale and the scope of this study, first of all? Sure. So we call it uh, the annual Status of Education report in English, uh, but the name that we use in India is ASAR, and uh, it actually means <coughs> impact. And so the reason we started doing this big exercise was we hoped that it would have an impact uh, across the country. Uh, what it is is actually a very simple thing. It's a very simple test of reading. Uh, there are five tasks, and we think that kids uh, you know, will be able to do at least one of those, starting from reading letters to words to simple sentences to a little story, like an eight-line story. Mm-hmm. That's what the reading test is. And the arithmetic test is similar. It has number recognition, uh, subtraction um, um, uh, problems and the division problem. Mm-hmm. The way we set it up was that India is a big country, as you know, and we have something like 600 plus districts. Um, just to give you an idea, each district has anywhere between 1,000 and 3,000 schools. Wow. Uh, and so we wanted this to happen not just in kind of a national sense, but we wanted this to have traction in every district. So we picked rural districts, which is almost 575 out of our 600, and we looked for a local institution or an organization in each district, uh, which could be a college, it could be an NGO, it could be a university, it could be a women's group, any you know organized group that actually was interested in thinking about their kids. And a sample of about 30 villages is chosen from uh, the census lists of villages in the district, and uh, people will go out to these 30 villages and uh, do a sample of about 20 households from each village. Mm-hmm. So if you put it all together, it becomes quite huge. Um, but you have, from district level onwards, you have estimates of basic reading, arithmetic, and, of course, schooling uh, that is then put together in the big aggregate report, which is called the ASAR report. And we bring it out every year in mid-January, so that it is, you know, the data for the current school year is available within the school year itself. Um, interestingly, unlike many other studies, or especially student achievement studies, this one is a household survey. We do this outside the home, I mean, outside the school, for a variety of reasons. And one of the big reasons is we want to get to get everybody involved. We think that education, schooling, learning are very important issues which need to concern all citizens and not just those who are in education. Of course, alongside of increasing attendance and enrollment, that's obviously extremely important. The next challenge, though, is improving learning outcomes once children get to school. Again, can you give us an overview of the challenge, the the challenges that India is facing? Yeah, so if you look at, you know, if I even start with enrollment, we find that, uh, 
you know, uh, between, I think, government and parents and communities, we've managed to enroll a very, very large number of children into our schools. So the current estimates are that in the age group of 6 to 14, which is the elementary school age group in India, we have more than 96% kids who are actually enrolled in school. Mm -hmm. So in some sense, even though there is, you know, a little bit left still, you know, the last mile is always very hard, we've got the bulk of our children enrolled and attached to some school. So really now the next challenge is, you know, what is happening in school and how can we increase, you know, the value of every year that you spend in school. Um, but in 2005, there were not very many um, uh, pieces of data that you could look at to see where we were at. And so when the Asar report in 2005 and 6 came out, I mean, the country was really quite shocked because we all assume that because our children are in school, they must be learning. And we had this feeling that, you know, things are not as good as they need to be, but we didn't have a really concrete sense of where we were at. And so the first report, and actually every subsequent report, uh, shows numbers of the following type. That in fifth grade, so after five years of formal school, we have about half our children who are not yet able to read simple stories, simple texts, which you could say is at second grade level. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at arithmetic, we are in our, most of our textbooks, our curriculum frameworks, kids are usually are expected to be able to do, you know, uh, you know, operations with numbers up to 100, especially addition, subtraction, by the time they finish second grade. And our data shows that by fifth grade, again, less than half or about half the children are only getting up to second grade level, So, which means that half our children are two, three, or more years behind where they need to be. The implications of this are many, of course. Um, one of them is that our teaching in our schools is still quite traditional. And so typically the way a teacher will teach is if she is a third grade teacher, she will teach from the third grade textbook. Mm -hmm. And similarly, if you're in fifth grade, you teach from the fifth grade textbook. But if you look at the distribution of children's learning levels, it's probably the case that only 10% of the kids in any class are really at the level at which they can benefit from the teaching from the textbook which means that every year you're leaving more and more children behind and not spending time in helping them catch up. Mm -hmm. So by the time you reach fifth grade, then you have the situation that you do. So we feel that this is one of the biggest challenges. You know, while we want our children to reach curriculum and grade level expectations, as a huge country with very large numbers of children, we might have to spend you know, some time and quite a bit of energy in just helping them catch up and build the basic skills first. Yeah. Now, of course, to do this and to, to uh, lift those um, learning outcomes, you need to know where children are at in their learning. And, of course, that involves assessment. Now, you'll be speaking at the ACER research conference later this year about your work in assessment. It's been termed citizen assessment, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we see that the reason we developed the approach the way we did is because we felt that given the realities of our context, our country, our communities, we needed to take a slightly different uh, path than maybe what has been taken in uh, countries which have much more developed systems of delivering education and have a different level of parental education and so on. So a couple of facts about India, I mean, some of which I'm sure um, you and your listeners know. Uh, of the children who are in school today, especially those in rural areas, 
50% of the mothers have probably not had any schooling or very little schooling, which means that the ability at home to help children with learning is very low. You add to that, if we, we in our survey we actually look at what reading materials you have at home, mm -hmm. less than 20% of our rural households have any printed material at home other than, you know, religious books, let's say. Right. Now, if we go, if I go to the school side, uh, we have many types of schools. The government schools are obviously the ones which are, you know, all listed and we know where they are and so on. But we have a kind of a growing, mushrooming private school sector, often kind of little mom-and-pop type outfits which are growing in, um, the, you know, in low-income areas particularly, where pay parents feel that because uh, if I pay fees and I send my kid to a private school, probably he, he or she will get a better education. And parents often are not in a position to be able to judge what is a good school in terms of learning or not. Now, these private schools are often not on any official list. So if you had to sample... Um, uh, schools, you would probably get a bias sample which was only really covering government schools. Mm -hmm. Now, in many states in northern India, this sector of these kinds of private schools is quite large and growing quickly and very unregulated. So you may have 40-50% of children going to these kinds of schools. The third reason is that there is varying attendance in schools on any given day. So you may have... Um, states in which you know 80-85% kids are to be found in school on any given day, but you also have states where this number may be as low as 50%. So you could do a school-based sample, even if you had a full list of schools, you may miss children because they are absent in school on that day. So for a variety of both community-based reasons as well as uh, the reasons I just laid out, we felt that a household survey would be the best way to come up with an estimate of where all children are. Um, thanks for your time today. Before I let you go, I wonder if I can get you to look forward 10 years. You're a firm believer that there's no silver bullet, if you like, when it comes to improving learning in primary schools. But what's your hope for the future? See, I'm, you know, I'm also a quite a hopeful person. <laughs> I feel that you know, when you actually acknowledge and see a problem, then there are many different solutions that come up. And one of the things that we hope that our ASER report has done is to actually make a new problem visible to many people. And if the problem is visible, and I find that across the country now more and more people are accepting that be, you, know, you need to, of course, work on schooling, but you need to also now invest time and energy in figuring out what to do with learning, I think that increasingly more and more solutions on scale will emerge. And that if 10 years later you were to be having this conversation with me, we would hopefully be talking, I'm sure we'll still have problems, but I hope it'll be a completely different and a new kind of problem. Mm -hmm. Dr. Rukmini Banerjee, um, we welcome you to Australia in August, of course, for the ACER Research Conference. Until then, uh, good luck for the future. Thank you for sharing your work with Teacher today. For more information on the research discussed in this podcast and to access other articles and videos, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.